Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hola, mi gente. Feliz Viernes. It is Freaky Friday. Thank you for spending your Friday with me, Lore. I want to let you guys know, because my true fan listeners listen to every Freaky Friday. Yes, you do. Appreciate you. I want to let you know that my posting schedule will change for the remainder of the summer. So I've been posting on Wednesday mornings, Wednesday afternoons. Now I want to try to get these episodes out Tuesday morning by 7 a.m. That way you can listen on your commute to work or while you're getting set up at work, for those of you who work during the summer. Because <laughs> that's when I listen to podcasts the most, when I'm getting ready for work, when I'm getting ready to go out, when I'm in the shower, when I'm, well, I listen all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yes, I will post it on Facebook, I will post it on Instagram, but you're here first, so you get to hear that my new posting schedule, once again, is Tuesday at 7 a.m., that's central time. Alright guys, let's get right into it because it's Freaky Friday and I want to try to keep this around 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, you tuned in for a good one, y'all. Oh yes, you did. Serial killers, oh yes. I did the toolbox killers. I haven't done another in a long time because... There's just so much information. There's so much to put together, and I don't want to miss any facts. I just, I'm working on it. I promise. We will have some serial killer episodes coming up soon. I thought I'd have a little fun today. So when I first started my podcast, even before then, on my private Snapchat, I would tell my friends and family some interesting facts. A lot of them had to do with serial killers. And um, a lot of people would message me and say like, oh my god, that's so crazy, I never knew that, blah blah blah. But anyway, so here are some interesting facts about some notorious serial killers. I don't like to say famous because, ugh, they're famous for all the wrong reasons and I don't want to credit them as famous, you know what I mean? Notorious, yeah, because most of these guys I'm talking about, you may have heard of, and they just, they're crazy. They did so much bad, it's awful. Trigger warning, y'all. If you do not like hearing some grotesque, gory details, or if you do not like hearing some disturbing things, then maybe this is not for you. I do talk about some out of topics here and triggering topics, so just be careful. Listen with caution. (laughs) All right, let's get right into it. Let's start. Oh, with one of my favorites, we have Richard Ramirez. Now, I always tell my family that if we go way back in your family tree, he's probably like a distant cousin because, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, that's another time, another episode. (laughs) So we all know Richard Ramirez. There was a whole Netflix series about him. Very good, but dragged a little for me. Well, in 1984... He was in San Francisco. He lived six blocks away from the home of the Lung family, L-E-U-N-G. So a little girl, I believe her name was May, 
um, and her brother went down into the basement of their home or apartment to find something that they had lost. They were looking for something. Um, her brother was eight and she was nine at the time. So somehow they got separated for about 30 minutes. I guess it was a big basement. I don't know. But when the brother finally saw her, she was hanging from a ceiling pipe in the basement. She had been sexually assaulted and stabbed. Now at the time of her death, it was left as a cold case. They never solved it. But in 2009, a DNA sample from a cloth on the girl linked the case to Richard Ramirez. But they also found a second DNA sample on the same cloth that was never identified until 2012. It belonged to another convict who they do not name because the sample was too small and there were no other details or evidence to convict this person. So they let it go. Up until 2009, it had been reported that Richard Ramirez's first murder was 79-year-old Jenny Vincow, but being found guilty of killing Mei Lung makes her Richard Ramirez's first victim. But also the craziest thing is, did he have an accomplice? Which makes things even stranger. Ugh, he was a crazy dude, guys. Now, according to a Vanity Fair article, this is one of my favorite stories about Richard Ramirez. Actor Sean Penn, who is known to lash out sometimes on set, was incarcerated for 60 days in the L.A. County Jail for punching someone on the set of the movie Colors. So he was locked a few cells down from Richard Ramirez. So, of course, Richard Ramirez is freaking out and he's like, hey, can I get your autograph? So Sean tells him, okay, but first you write me something. So Ramirez writes, quote, Hey, Penn, stay tough and hit them again. Richard Ramirez, 666, end quote. He also drew a pentagram and a devil because we all know he worshiped the devil. So he gives a note to Sean and then Sean writes in return back to him, quote, Richard, it's impossible to be incarcerated and not feel a certain kinship with your fellow inmates. Well, Richard, I've done the impossible. I feel absolutely no kinship with you. And I hope gas descends upon you before sanity does. It would be a kinder way out. End quote. I love him for this. I love him for this. So yeah, those were some interesting things I found about Richard Ramirez. Like I said, there is so much more, so, so, so much more. Let's talk about my friend John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> if you're here, I'm pretty sure you know some details about serial killers. But if you're in this area and you listen to my podcast, you also know the story of Gacy. Now, he had so many bodies hidden under his home. I believe it was like a crawl space. That the bodies actually melted together. And it took people two full years to, like, take the bones apart and piece these skeletons together to identify bodies. Yeah. But another fact about Gacy was he was a freaking jerk. So to get police off of, like, his trail, because they were onto him, they were watching him, he would call the police station and anonymously report a sighting of the missing person, that they were looking for so that the police would assume the missing person was a runaway and give up. 
Isn't that wild? <laughs> That's so crazy. All right, let's talk about Dahmer. Everybody knows Dahmer, right? Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, I heard this fact maybe last summer, and I could not believe it, and it sticks with me forever. I hope I don't ruin your life. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. <laughs> so this is Jeffrey Dahmer. So he stored so many bodies in his apartment that towards the end of his reign of terror, he ran out of room in his apartment and he stored a body. I'm telling you now, if you don't want to listen, because <laughs> I think about this every time I go into the bathroom. So he ran out of room that he actually stored a body in his bathtub. Now when police found the body, the body had been there about two months. And the craziest part was he would carry on daily and shower like normal right over the body. <laughs> and your showers will never be the same. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I told you, I warned you. But even crazier, Jeffrey Dahmer also used to make sandwiches and have cookouts for his neighbors in his apartment. And it was said that he may have fed them more than just bologna, if you know what I mean. Now, this one, he's not a well-known name, but I did hear this story a long time ago. I didn't know his name, but I do know the story. So his name is Pedro Alonso Lopez, and he was an awful human. Now, he admitted to killing over 100 girls in Ecuador. But the max sentence that you could get in Ecuador is only 16 years for murder. So that's all they gave him was 16 years, even though he said he killed over 100 girls. So when he got out, he straight up said, like, I'm going to continue murdering girls. So when he got out, he made his way towards Colombia, where he spent some time in a psychiatric ward. Now, he was considered not insane and was released. And it said, allegedly, that the Colombian authorities watched him like a hawk and may have told some of his victims' families where to find him. So rumor has it that these people that found him, including some authority figures, allegedly, <laughs> um, they found him and tortured and killed him and buried him up in the hills. But he's gone now, and I don't think anyone truly cares, so they really never investigated. He's just a missing person. That's it. <laughs> That's so crazy. All right, so you may know this name, but his name is Durangel. Is it Durangel or Durangel? But I know him as Vargas. Now, he was a cannibal known for murdering about 10 people, However, he was really picky with his victims. He only ate men because he said the men tasted better to him. And he chose not to eat fat people because he said that they contained high cholesterol. Se me sube el colesterol. <laughs> I love that song. But, I mean, okay. He was a weird one. I'm telling you, there's so much information on them. And I'm only telling you one or two things because... You can, I mean, literally there are books and movies about these men. Here's a very disturbing one. I'm going to actually warn you again before I read this one. <laughs> so his name is Albert Fish. He was a murderer, a child rapist, and a cannibal. So when he was younger, he would insert needles 
into his pelvis when he would, um, you know, choke the chicken or <laughs> stroke the snake. Catch my drift? Yeah. But he told doctors and they didn't believe him until they saw it for themselves on an x-ray. He had so many needles inserted into his pelvis that because he had done it for years that some of the needles were decaying inside of his body. He also enjoyed torture pleasure as well as... Ugh, <laughs> I don't even want to say it, but I'm going to say it. He would eat feces and drink urine. He called them peanut butter and cider. Yeah, I probably won't eat peanut butter or drink any ciders anytime soon. I told you. I warned you. <laughs> then we have one of my favorites. We have Sir Ed Gein. Oh man, he was sick. Now he really was mentally sick. And he is a serial killer I recommend you researching because his mind is just wow. <laughs> but his whole childhood has passed definitely worth a read. So he was a grave digger who would steal bodies and body parts. He lived in absolute filth in his home and when police entered his home he had body parts around the home including a bag containing female genitals. He also had a lampshade made of human skin and a half-sewn woman suit also made of human skin. He was truly a menace. Many, many books and movies have been inspired by his story. Ed Gein was living in his own world, completely disconnected from reality. Very interesting mind, this man. Now, I actually saw the movie of this next person before I even knew who he was. And the reason he's not well-known is because he didn't kill that many people, but he still murdered. I think it was like four or five around that number. But his name is Robert Hansen. And what he used to like to do was to kidnap women, then make them believe he was letting them go. So he would let them loose in the Alaskan wilderness. But then shortly after, he would chase them down and hunt them. Yep. And then no one would ever find them until one got away. That's how he got caught. One got away. Now everybody knows the Golden State Killer. And we actually lived through a time where we found out who the Golden State Killer was. But he was known for breaking into homes and messing around with his victims. He loved playing mind games and being weird as fuck. <laughs> actually, he attended a community meeting about himself. The reason they know this is because a man at the meeting stood up saying that a real man wouldn't let some jackass do shit to him or his wife. And guess what? Shortly after that community meeting, that same man that stood up and said that and his wife were attacked by the Golden State Killer. I think there's a picture too where he's actually in the picture, but it ended up being a cop, which everyone suspected. I'll leave you with one last fact. This was the Green River Killer. Now he loved taking the jewelry from his victims and he would leave them in the woman's restroom at his office and he loved seeing the woman walk around wearing the jewelry that they found in the restroom. I don't know about you, but if I've ever found jewelry anywhere, I wouldn't be wearing it where I found it or at all. <laughs> That's just bad luck. <laughs> 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I know it was a little longer than 10 minutes, but serial killers, interesting guys. Make sure you look me up on Instagram and Facebook groups. Just search Creepy Chisme. If you like this episode, make sure to like, comment, or subscribe so you can get notified every time I post. I truly appreciate everyone out there that gives me a listen and shares this with their friends and family. See you guys Tuesday for a new episode of Creepy Chisme. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening and don't forget, stay creepy.